Before Sean does his intro, I wanted to make sure that you knew that on June 7th, 2023, at 3 o'clock Eastern Time, the Institute for Local Self-Reliance is once again teaming up with the National Digital Inclusion Alliance for a Building for Digital Equity live stream. It's going to be great. You should check it out at buildingfordigitalequity.com. Thank you. Hey, this is the Building for Digital Equity podcast where we talk to people working to expand internet access, address affordability, teach digital skills, or distribute affordable devices. We talk with those working on the front lines of giving everyone everywhere the opportunity to participate fully in the digital world. Whether in rural areas or cities, our guests here are doing the often unglamorous jobs in places that have been left behind. This show comes to you from the Community Broadband Networks team at the Institute for Local Self-Reliance where we have long produced the Community Broadband Bits podcast and the Connect This Show. Building for Digital Equity features short interviews from Emma Gautier, Christopher Mitchell, and me, Sean Gonzalez, talking to people at the events we are attending to highlight the interesting work and inspirational stories to get internet access to everyone. Now, let's see who we have today. Welcome, Jessica Strum, who is the Opportunity Home San Antonio Digital Inclusion Manager. Yes. <laughs> Just reading it right off your name tag. <laughs> yes, like Nordstrom without the Nord or billions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know, if you come into billions of dollars, we'll have more to talk about regarding what oh, we yeah. can do in San Antonio. <laughs> I'll let you know when that happens. <laughs> so what is Opportunity Homes? So Opportunity Home is the housing authority here in the San Antonio area. Mm -hmm. uh, we rebranded to Opportunity Home. Mm -hmm. It's uh, becoming a, a trend amongst some housing authorities to A, shed the housing authority name in the title so that you're removing some of that stigma in the community and that you're showing yourself as more of that community entity. Okay, so this is, I mean, I, I'll give you a chance to brag. Okay. I think of San Antonio public housing, now Opportunity Home, as being one of the more progressive and aggressive in trying to get home internet access out to every unit. We are trying, yes. yes. We are very much trying to do so. All I've seen the... you seeking grants and things like yes. that, and so that's where I've come across you in previous years. Yeah. We have public Wi-Fi available for our public housing units which has been a battle and a struggle because a lot of our public housing units are very old some of our oldest ones were built in the 30s and don't have a lot of other infrastructure around those areas in a multitude of ways for infrastructure so then we're also having to try and get signal through concrete and rebar and all mm -hmm. kinds of different things uh, but we've been really aggressive in pushing the affordable connectivity program and prior to that EBB, the emergency broadband benefit, because every single one of our public housing residents qualifies for that benefit. And so we really want to make sure that that is something that everybody is able to take advantage of and use that opportunity. Tell me about the range of homes that you have. Are they all like in like 100 unit complexes and things like that? So some are smaller and under 40 units and some are across an eight block uh, area with uh, 1800 plus families in those areas. Um, some are high rises 
Uh, some are, like I said, multi-block multi units. Mm -hmm. So it, it really varies in what we have. Uh, and there's a lot of improvement being done in for multiple communities. And then when those communities are improved, um, and in some cases, brand new construction, um, then that internet connectivity is a really large part of how we're starting to integrate within those. How did you come to this line of work? So I've been in the nonprofit sector for my entire professional career, but my background was in history. I started off with the Holocaust Museum of San Antonio, um, which is very different, um, but always within that human connectivity sector. But the thing that got me into this specifically was my work with the Epilepsy Foundation of Central and South Texas, which is based here in San Antonio. But I covered 79 counties, which is about half of the state of Texas. And because I have had such rural area that I was trying to connect to and thousands of patients and participants across the state, I was trying to figure out a way to get people connected, to get people that were able to then come to support groups, be able to participate in self-management programs to help with their seizure management. But there were so many people that didn't, in some cases, have access to phones, um, let alone internet, and sometimes power, just electricity. Right. Uh, because there's a lot of areas in Texas that have uh, just issues with even having electricity in some places. There are plenty of people that are quite literally using lamps um, with fire in their houses. Um, which you don't really think of happening right now, but that that is a factor. So I was trying to figure out not only how we get our patients connected with being able to have access to that health care and sometimes their closest doctor is four plus hours away from them and how we mitigate some of those mm -hmm. issues. So that's what led me down the primrose path of <laughs> digital equity side and how I was trying to navigate that for patients and then the opportunity came up with Opportunity Home and I was going to be able to really expand that work that I was trying to delve into so diligently and it was a really great fit. Now what are some of the things that you've seen or I don't know if you've personally worked on but I'm, I'm always curious if people are willing to share some of the mistakes or things that you thought would be promising that didn't quite pan out and what you learned from it and where you're going from here because of that. Yeah, so I think a big challenge, I think just organizationally for a lot of places is sometimes when you have someone leave, things go on a hiatus or a lull. And that was the case when I came on. There had been about a six month hiatus between myself and the previous person that held my role. And so everyone thought that the program was dead. And so I had to go back out and then re-educate people on what the program was, build that trust there. And people are like, well, you're not who I talked to before. And where's this person? And I thought it was dead. And I haven't heard anything for six months. That's because there was no one there to answer your phone call. And I think the trust building was really the hardest part, especially as a lot of people would be familiar with, with vulnerable communities, that trust building is often the hardest portion and what you have to establish first. So it was reaching out and reconnecting with uh, a lot of 
our uh, folks in, in our communities that are part of resident councils and making them familiar with what was going on and then we were also then changing how the program was done. We moved to the North Star uh, Digital Literacy Program which for us has been absolutely fantastic uh, especially on the data uh, tracking side and that's been a change for from how things were done prior so again it's that trust and communication side of this is going to be different let me explain to you why this is actually going to be beneficial for you and once people saw what it was and then what we were going to be teaching and doing people were like oh yeah no okay we're on board so thankfully that that ended up being all right but it, it was a big barrier at first of people going who are you mm -hmm. <laughs> why are you here what are you doing and what what's happening yeah, so. and I, one of the things that we often hear is that these are people who are bombarded with things some of whom are attempts to rip them off yes yes unfortunately we've had that with our residents as well and I know I've heard this from my colleagues at other housing authorities and housing groups that we've again had to deal with that there have been people that show up and are saying that oh we're here to help registry for this government benefit but they're not actually actually registering anyone and in some cases they're taking money from people and pocketing it and no one ever sees the tablet that they've been promised or any of those things and really predatory behavior so I had to establish what that was going to look like for our residents and try and get that communication out there and so now they know if they don't see our logo on something if the property staff doesn't know that they're there um, that you might want to then not sign up for that and then right. have a conversation with property staff and then go from there. If the person doesn't know who the property manager is at that space, then they probably don't have permission to be there. I think you had a run-in, didn't you, with someone who I said did. that they had permission and you were like, I'm pretty sure yeah, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> there, there was one in, there, there was some new property staff and they weren't, uh, the, the person that was there looked a little intimidating and so they weren't super comfortable with having that interaction so mm. I then moseyed on down <laughs> and was like hi I'm here where are they uh, and that person happened to be in the middle of quote-unquote registering uh, an individual and I stopped them midway through and was trying to initially politely pull them to the side and they uh, weren't having it and so then sorry little lady I'm busy right now yeah essentially yeah <laughs> um, which did not go over well uh, and so it's like, okay, you are done. You do not have permission to be on property. You are going to be removed. And would you like to leave the property with yeah, bracelets and or like, without? Well, I have permission to be here. I talked to so and so, and I'm like, first of all, we don't have anyone here by that name. Second of all, the person that you need permission from is me. So, <laughs> bye. Yeah. Uh, and ended up having to have them escorted off property, and it was a really uh, that was an interesting afternoon, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's it never ceases to amaze and horrify me how many people continue to try and take advantage of already vulnerable populations right. and, and and scam people out of the little money that they have, especially for our residents on average. And something that people don't always realize is that 
an average income of someone in public housing is between ten and twelve thousand dollars a year, mm -hmm. and that's less than sometimes nine hundred dollars a month for a family. And that's for realizing that it's not just an individual person. These are sometimes parents with several children trying to live on ten thousand dollars a year, and it's incredibly difficult. And so five or ten dollars can't afford to be lost. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it really is a big deal to make sure that our residents have the the right resources, but also are not being uh, robbed of the resources that they have. Now, what is working well in terms of actually making sure people are well connected? Is, is that kind of like public Wi-Fi in the halls getting the job done? Or are you looking for like, what, what's your like five, 10 year plan for making sure you can keep meeting those connectivity needs? Yeah, so public Wi-Fi is obviously a large part of that because we don't know how long ACP is going to last. We're hoping that, of course, everyone wants it to continue to expand, et cetera. But yes, public Wi-Fi is absolutely a large uh, sustainability portion for us, uh, expanding some of the solar nets that we have to make that more accessible for residents um, and also to make sure that that's sustainable financially mm -hmm. uh, as well uh, because nope. that is a large cost as an organization to incur because we have 70 plus properties across the city of San Antonio. We have, we're a very uh, robust uh, housing agency. So it's not like we have one property that we're trying to figure out resources for, but ACP and making sure that people have that access for home internet is really the, the biggest focus, one, or one of the biggest focuses for me on the internet access side because there's you know we know there's a difference of you're utilizing public wi-fi at starbucks or mcdonald's for example mm -hmm. and the speed and what you're able to do with that and again just safety wise with privacy you have people that maybe are trying to explore online banking and you have your personal information obviously that's much more secure on a closed private system so that's something that we're trying to make sure more and more people have access to. We're hoping to maybe be able to expand staff-wise to have someone just dedicated to ACP enrollment because I am one human and without the ability to clone myself. Did you pursue <laughs> the, the grant to get some of that federal money to help? We, we've pursued that. Uh, obviously, none of us have heard back yet, but right. uh, it's coming soon, so we're, we're hopeful hope that so. that might occur. Um, but regardless, we're trying to expand. We have uh, a resident apprentice program where residents are able to, A, gain workforce experience, be paid, mm -hmm. uh, and start to learn different things. And so some of that is placements in different offices that we have. And uh, our current RA is actually going to become our full-time VISTA, so I'm very excited about that. Okay. And, and that is part of working well for us is, again, that expansion. But it's it's marrying all of the the things that we do so that digital literacy aspect when people sign up for my connect home program which is a hot initiative uh, that is digital literacy courses I make sure that they know about ACP I help them get enrolled in ACP and then at the end of their classes once they have com successfully completed all of those then they earn a refurbished device so sometimes that's uh, a Chromebook sometimes that's something else but 
now we're we're connecting those three points, those three legs of the stool for our residents, and then they're able to go through other workforce programs or school and then be successful that way. One of my stories that uh, just recently that I've been loving to tell, one of our residents utilized our computer labs in the community room and public Wi-Fi, that's how he found out about the program, registered for the program, a single father of two, and went through the program understood some of the uh, online career search skills, rebuilt a resume, and he was able to get a position that at the time paid $38,000 a year with SAWS, which is San Antonio Water Systems. And he actually, uh, a, a couple weeks ago, called me and let me know that he just got a promotion at work and he's only been there for a few months. Oh, that's great. And so he's been able to move out of housing. And so, it just goes to show that these systems, these things that we are trying to do as a community, it really does work to drastically improve people's quality of life and then long-term for people. It's, and he's not the only success story that we've had with that. He's mm -hmm. just a, a shining star that I, I love to highlight, but we've, we've been able to have a lot of success with residents and, and moving into different things, including one of our most um, vulnerable properties, uh, our Lincoln property, and one of our resident apprentices with a different program, and she went through Connect and all mm -hmm. of these things, and has just, uh, as of a couple weeks ago, been able to move out of housing with a full-time job paying over $40,000 a year. That's excellent. That's, that's a great place to wrap up. Yeah. Great moment of hope. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Thank you so much for Thank taking you. the time today. We thank you for listening. You can find a bunch of our other podcasts at ilsr.org slash podcasts. Since this is a new show, I'd like to ask a favor. Please give us a rating wherever you found it, especially at Apple Podcasts. Share it with friends. You can even embed episodes on your own site. Please let us know what you think by writing us at podcast at communitynets.org. Finally, We'd like to thank josephmckay.com for the song On the Verge. <laughs>